0: People don't really know what they think about these spiritual matters. We spend so much time as Christians in Bible studies on Sundays and reading our Bible app and we really soak in these things. And it's maybe odd for us to think that other people go through years and years mm-hmm. of life without thinking about this at all. Yeah. You ask that question and people are like, I have to think about it. And it flips the script for us. If someone asked us that, could we articulate right. it immediately?
1: This is Study With Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, in the church, and in the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and this week we are continuing our look at apologetics and evangelism, as Holly and Kathy continue to discuss Holly's book and accompanying video series, Searching for God. Study With Friends uses long-form programming, and this episode is a part of a series. You can get the rest of the episodes, learn more about the guests in this series, About the resources we provide and about the larger work we are doing at studywithfriends.org. God, thank you
0: for this space, for this time, for this topic, and for meeting us in these spaces and teaching us about yourself and teaching us about ourselves and each other and the world that you created. Help us to apply reason to your revelation so that we can understand uh, people who think deeply can also believe deeply and people who believe deeply can also think deeply and so i thank you for our healthy brains and the ability to have this conversation ask you to bless it and that you would be glorified in it in jesus name amen amen
2: amen can i can i talk about that prayer real quick yeah so <laughs> I love that prayer because I have always been a person who I like that you say we can because we can both think deeply mm-hmm. and we can be people of faith. And I just that really just resonated with me because I uh, I know I, ha- I know people who lean on but shouldn't we just have faith? And there is a beauty to that. But we should also be wise. Yeah. And he specifically says we should be wise. And there's a beauty to that also yeah. that he doesn't say don't think. Don't use your brains because he gives us everything we need to use our brains. It really just resonated. So I appreciated that. I'm so
0: glad. Well, that was the spirit. Yeah. But I think, without sounding mean, I think we are a busy people Mm -hmm. and we are a lazy people. (laughs) I admit that I get lazy about some stuff. I'm like, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to figure that out. A great example would be my husband does all the tech. And so if something goes wrong with my computer, I don't even try to fix it. Yeah. I mean- uh, I'll maybe reboot it <laughs> because that's a, I we know that's a fails. first question he's going <laughs> right to ask me my and I want same. to feel like I did what he yeah. would want me. To. But like, I'm not going to troubleshoot it. I just yeah. feel like somebody else knows what to do yeah. here. And I think that creeps into church yeah. because I think when we have a pastor or good friends that seem to have examined this properly, mm-hmm. we're just going to take their word for it. Yeah, And There's something to be said for that at the beginning of of your faith journey. But the Bible itself says, be prepared Mm -hmm. to give a reason for the hope that is in you. And that means we have to understand deeply enough that we can articulate Mm -hmm. so that when someone asks, we can say, this is what I believe. This is why I believe it. And one thing I say to people all the time is, You don't have to know everything. Maybe just know a few good books that you could pass along. Yeah, Books that you've read that really were meaningful to you and say, I'd love to talk to you about this book. Here's a book I really loved about this. Let me get you a copy and let's meet at Starbucks Mm -hmm. and talk about it. You don't have to have all the answers, but God wants to be sought after, you know, like when we're young women don't we want to be pursued mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah. and and god there's something in there's something intimate in in and honoring about the pursuit yeah that we should find him worthy enough of our time and attention beyond sunday morning beyond receiving somebody else's certainty that we would dig in and find our own yeah and and i know not everybody is bent that way like some people aren't naturally curious mm-hmm. they're like whatever this sounds good yeah right but that leads to shallow faith and shallow theology and then when when the storm comes you're in trouble yeah so i'm glad that resounded with yeah. you but I, but I really believe in that and
2: well i'm a broken record too obviously. because i i always say here in the united states we have a responsibility because we have so much and in following up with that i i it just made me think of when Jesus talks to his disciples, right? He talks to them in short little tidbits, right? He doesn't give them everything at once. And then there we find Peter Mm -hmm. right at the end Mm -hmm. and Peter is brilliantly giving tidbits to other people, right? So in the way in which he does it, we can feel freedom to do that that way as well, right? We don't need to come in and write a book about apologetics. We can come in and just get some drippings in what he says and grow more and more in that and then not be content in that because of what we have. Yeah. The example of Paul is applicable here too because Paul meets people
0: where they are. Mm -hmm. And so I I think I've said this in in past recordings, a really great tactic if you're nervous about sharing your faith or some of the principles that we're talking about is just to ask really good questions um, and figure out where that person is and figure out what they believe. Like you, before we mic'd up, you were saying something about that.
2: I uh, like to read people. I say that's part of my profession. I'm a fitness (laughs) instructor, and so I look at the class and I say, ooh, they're lacking in this area, so I make it either more difficult or easier, depending on what I say. And so I find myself that I I try and read people, and when I read people, then I try and know what they're thinking. And so a lot of it, I think to myself, oh, I know exactly what they're thinking. And so, unfortunately, only a day ago, I thought to myself, why would I just think about what they're thinking instead of just asking Mm -hmm. them what they're actually thinking. So for fee- people that I'm very comfortable with and that I, I think I have a sense of relationship with, I'm, we trust each other, I reached out and I asked them. And I said, if since I know that you don't believe that Jesus was a Savior and you're not a follower of Christ, what is it that prevents you from that? And what is it that you do think? And... Um, Sadly, uh, I I lead it to myself because I probably should have reached out earlier, but I didn't get any responses back. And so a couple of the responses that I did get back were, I have to think on it and I will get back to you. Mm -hmm. And so I want to give them that space and, you know, be able to have a conversation or just be able to listen and Mm -hmm. to understand them more, right? Just resonate with what they send me, read it. And then I have an understanding where they do fall Mm -hmm. and maybe why. And so I just wanted to really deal with real people that Mm -hmm. I knew that didn't fall into that category. This
0: is so interesting because you did a real-life replication of what happens at the beginning of this video series, which is these what we call man-on-the-street interviews. And man-on-the-street interviews are interesting because it's two strangers talking to each other. And I think sometimes there's a safety Mm -hmm. in talking to a stranger Because you don't care what they think of you. But what was interesting, if you watch those, is people don't really know what they think about these spiritual matters. We spend so much time as Christians in Bible studies on Sundays and reading our Bible app, and we really soak in these things. And it's maybe odd for us to think of that. Other people don't really care. Like They go through years and years Mm -hmm. of life without thinking about this at all. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting to me that you ask that question and people are like I have to think about it and it flips the script for us. If someone asked us that could we articulate right. it immediately because that's an opportunity we wouldn't want to let go by. Yep. So I, that, I was just interested in 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 sort of building some foundation around that. Um, so last time we covered a lot of ground uh, last several episodes We're working with the book Searching for God. It's on our website. And uh, it is a workbook that goes with a video series. And um, the purpose is to help people really just understand some of the major competing ideas uh, with Christianity. The major ideas that we cover in the book are naturalism, relativism and pluralism, that's where we spend most of our time, Um, and just getting a sense of that, and um, it covers a lot of what we will bump into in competing ideas in the U.S., uh, ideas that compete with Christianity, and we talked about relativism, and we talked a lot about naturalism, Mm -hmm. Um, so go back to those episodes if you miss them. Um, I also wrote some very short blogs because I thought if you feel like you're not ready to do the whole video and um, workbook thing, (laughs) these blogs are like, here's a quick bite on what this means. So hopefully those will be helpful also. The one last bit that I want to make sure that we talk about with respect to relativism. So we talked about relativism being sort of, The idea that there is no absolute truth, Mm -hmm. that um, your experience is true for you and my experience is true for me, and that um, there isn't really anything that's true for everybody. Rather, we all have preferences Mm -hmm. and we have to respect each other's preferences. And um, that is obviously a super slippery slope. It's obvious to me, yeah, um, and I think it's obvious as soon as you start poking at it. but it's pretty popular. Um, in fact, it's worked its way in because people say, "I'm so glad you spoke your truth. And listen, that's okay to say because that that speaks to like a personal experience and being able to share it. But it's connected to this idea that that's your truth beyond your own experience, which truly is yours, but into how your experience causes you to behave in the world and that really there's no wrong there. Um, A lot of um, people who embrace relativism also believe that um, morality grew up just as a, a societal tool like we developed morality, like, well, of course we developed the idea that we shouldn't kill people because that's bad for society. Mm-hmm. Um, some people call, talk about herd mentality and sort of how do we protect the community, how do we protect the society, and how morality um, evolved uh, in that way to just be a function of a, uh, an ordered society. Um, and that's interesting. Uh, but one of the things that we cover in the book is the idea of right and wrong. A, because in the end, I said this on the last recording, my friend Paul Copan says it really well. He says, people aren't relative about the capital of France right, or who won the Super Bowl. They're only relativists when it comes to morality. Mm-hmm. And if you examine that, it can feel like, and I think it truly is, the um, issue of not wanting to give up self. I want to make my yeah. own choices. I don't want to be governed by something outside of myself. Do you think that there's truth there? Tell me your thoughts on what, well, what I've laid down so far. I
2: appreciate it. I want to I wanna poke at a couple of things. And so I I'm really getting your thoughts on this, because I want to poke at the idea of, and, and <laughs> quoting C.S. Lewis, because I just love him, and I know you love him. Uh, In his book, I believe it's Mere Christianity, in the very beginning he pokes at how we've changed definitions of everything. Mm -hmm. And one of the definitions that you said was truth. Mm -hmm. That's your truth. That's my truth. Mm -hmm. That negates the idea of the definition of truth. Mm -hmm. And so as Christians, do we poke at that word because someone we speak to says that's my truth, Mm -hmm. but it's not your truth. It's your perspective. Experience. And your experience mm-hmm. on what you believe is mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. And so, as we talked about a few times, if it's not true for a single mom in Afghanistan, then it's, it's not true mm-hmm. in general. So, and yet, Jesus' is truth, God's truth is truth all across the board, whether I like it or not. And some of the things I don't like. Some of the things make me cringe, make it painful, make me look at it and say, why would God do that? Because God created truth and God is truth. And so, just curious as your thought, do we poke at that word? Let me when back up a second
0: because yep. the, the thing that you said about if it's not true for a single mom in Afghanistan, for me that's about people who pull biblical truths yeah. out and that's a, that's competing with the um, prosperity gospel. Okay, got and it. And so yep. I, t- I say that if it's a biblical truth, yeah. it has to be true for all people in all yeah. spaces, in all experiential concerns. Mm-hmm. So if I say if you pray hard enough – the Lord will fill your bank account. Yeah, not true. If that's not true for someone in a third world country, then it can't be true for us. God's yeah. truth doesn't change based on where we got plopped on the planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, I just wanted to clarify that yep. because we're talking about truth and I want to I want to lay out the different sure. kinds of truths that we, we work in. So that's to me about biblical truth. Mm-hmm. How do I extract truth from God's word? What we're talking about, Also here is the, what uh, a lot of people call absolute truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talked uh, in previous episodes about how when you work with apologetics and you talk to people about their faith, you have to start from outside the Bible because Mm -hmm. they don't believe in the Bible yet. So we'll get to biblical truths, hopefully in conversations with these friends eventually, but you got to start outside. And so uh remember we talked about you know creation mm-hmm. and um, you know everything that began had a cause and things that are really not specifically scripture verses that I'm saying to somebody. Although of course it in right. the beginning I know. God right. created. Okay. So but but we don't use that, we use something outside of the Bible. Yeah. So so that we can lead them back into God's truth, which is the Bible. And so absolute truth versus relative truth being There is something that governs all of us versus the Bible governs Christians only. So absolute truth being, there are some things that we all abide by. Yeah. And relative truth being, well, that's your belief system. I don't share that belief system, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't apply to me. Okay? So that's just a little clarification. I think you're asking me, do I go after the word truth itself? Yeah. I often prefer to go straight into right and wrong mm-hmm. because I think it's a really wide open gate. And I think truth, the word truth has become a little inflammatory. Mm. And so people get their back up. But there's so much, if you watch the news even one day, there's a springboard for conversation about right and wrong. Yeah, And so to me, that's an easier entry point. Okay. Um, and people are still going to push back and say what's right for you isn't right for me. But I think if you are patient and work with peeling off the layers of what they mean by that, um, you can get to an ultimate or absolute truth about morality mm-hmm. okay, and right and wrong. Um, even if you have to go crazy, like... Um, the summer of George Floyd, we, I, I could not wait to get down here and do recordings because I was like, Christians, we have an opening. Social justice is an opening. Let's have intelligent conversations mm-hmm. about right and wrong because right and wrong conversations lead us to God, period. You yeah. just do. So let's get into this cultural conversation. The problem is, you know, some people, because that was a politicized experience, people fell on both sides and they didn't want to give up their perspective from a political standpoint but what you can do is just set that aside and say do you believe that it's wrong for a person to just because they enjoy it take another person's life Mm -hmm. or hurt or willfully hurt another person diehard relativists will say it's only societally wrong there's nothing fundamentally wrong about Mm it um so that's hard um but what another one that I used, we had um, fish in our tank, and um, they wa- they would get pregnant because there were boy and girl fish. And my husband got this like nursery where like the fish come out, the baby fish come out, and are and drop into a place where the mom can't eat them because oh. the mom ends up eating them or the other fish end up eating them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I would use that and be like, "Is it okay for us to cut up our babies and right. eat them?" Right. extreme. It's extreme, but other species do it. Right, right. So what makes us different? And then you have a place where you can say, what does make us different? Do we have a soul? Do we have a conscience? Where did that come from? Why is it wrong for us to cut up our babies Mm -hmm. and eat them if we agree that it's wrong? Yeah. And so it takes time to figure out the person's belief system. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes time for them to figure out their belief system. But you... Usually, can get to a point where you can agree on something that's just fundamentally wrong, Mm -hmm. that everyone would agree we shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And, like I said, if you have to go nuts, go nuts. Talk about, I mean, and the truth, the sad part is there are parts of the world like where. Euthanizing children is actually, you know, I mean, we've heard horror stories that come out of China that they want their male heir and Mm -hmm. they're only permitted one heir. And so they do sad things to young girls. So is that wrong Mm -hmm. or is it societally acceptable? Like every other conversation that we're talking about from this book, it takes patience. Yeah. And it takes real listening and not scoffing and being like, are you serious? You think it's okay for someone to kill somebody else? Mm-hmm. And it's just a societal standard. Like, you can't scoff because you have to really hear it. So for me, right and wrong is an easier way than the word truth. Okay. Because then we can talk about there's some fundamental moral law. And if there is a moral law, there has to be a moral law. Lawgiver, or as Tim Keller says in The Reason for God, he calls it the who says, S E Z. Like, okay, we have all these rules. Who says? Mm-hmm. Who's the person who came up with these rules? So that's tricky, no question, but it gives you a springboard to yeah. talk about are you really relative, or do you agree that there is some right and wrong that we all should exist under? Mm-hmm. And at the very least, you've you've given that person a reason to examine their own belief system. Like I said about naturalism, not a lot of us are going to come across a person who really is a wholehearted relativist who can really defend it. People take sound bites and they say, your truth, my truth, um, you know, we, we all just function with our own experience. I identify myself, nobody else identifies me. I decide who I am. Um, we'll run, a, we'll run into those things. But if, if you take the time and patiently go underneath that belief, God may open a door.
2: And I appreciate, cause this is then good for both the listener and the speaker, right? Because somebody who is say somebody like myself who would have these conversations with people, it causes me to listen mm-hmm right, to understand what they're saying, and then to go back Mm -hmm. and see, is that true or isn't that true? Why isn't that true? Why would God say these things? And so it causes me to go back into my studies to understand what God really says about that. Mm -hmm. And so the hope then, of course, is that it would strengthen our faith as well, right? So as much as we're trying to quote-unquote convert someone, which I know that's not what we're trying to do, but we're trying to speak to somebody about who God is and then therefore who Jesus is, then that will strengthen our faith. And our foundation in who God is. Yeah. So that's a good thing as well. Yeah, I mean, because you're talking about time. To- what you're talking about is not a singular conversation. right? It's a multi-layer, mm-hmm. right? Several time conversation, Several which means sittings. you need to know these yeah. pre- people and right. You need to be in a trust-filling relationship with these people. So it definitely looks different than sitting at a kitchen table and having arguments at the mm-hmm. table about what's right and what's wrong, right? Because yeah. we can do that all day long. That's easy.
0: I think one of the things that Christians have a little bit gotten, some Christians have a little bit gotten wrong is that we understand that fellowship with other Christians is so important. Mm-hmm. And we forget that fellowship with non-believers is the Great Commission. Yeah. And so we find ourselves in these bubbles. And what you're talking about is really inviting non-believers into a very intimate relationship with us. And we have to keep our faith strong so we aren't, swayed mm-hmm. by their beliefs and the way to do that is prayer and and careful examination of our faith and asking people who are wise and going to your pastor going to a friend who has you know some foundational knowledge reading books like god honors that mm-hmm. he honors that you're digging and you're seeking and it does strengthen your faith Strengthened mine yeah strengthen mine yep.
1: This program is produced by Study With Friends. Learn more about us at studywithfriends.org and sign up there for email devotionals or download our Bible studies for free. If you are blessed by our work, please consider supporting our ministry with a donation. We believe in the local church. Please find a congregation where you can plug in and experience all aspects of the Christian life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we Study With Friends.